a remarkable report, so full of good sense and percipience, and, I may say, betokening rare judgment. It shall go to the Duke with no other but a covering note. The Commander-in-Chief of His Majesty's Land Forces, General the Right Honourable Roland, Lord Hill, Baron Hill of Almaraz and of Hawkston in the county of Salop, took off his spectacles, laid them on the desk, and moved to the window, from which he could look out on the snowy parade ground and beyond to St. James's Park. Truly this country is fortunate in having such men as Matthew Hervey in her service. I marked him out for famous things when he galloped for me at Talavera, you know. I did, my lord replied an officer of upright bearing in the blue undress frock-coat of the guards. Lord John Howard, lieutenant-colonel of Grenadiers, and so permanent a fixture of the horse guards, the commander-in-chief's headquarters, as to be thought indispensable by a succession of holders of that appointment, including the Duke of Wellington himself, who now held the highest office of state, picked up the sheaf of papers recounting his friend's recent mission of observation with the Russian army in the war with the Turk, and waited on his congé. Has he gone to Hounslow yet? Next week, General. Lord Hill stood silent for a while, observing the ever more whitening scene outside. I hope he shan't be too comfortable there. I can't have an officer of his talents remain at duty with his regiment for long. I think he will be greatly perturbed to have his tenure of command foreshortened, General. He's waited on his chance for many a year. That's as may be, Howard, but the army's purpose is not to give satisfaction to ardent half-colonels. Of course, General. How do things stand on the distaff side? Sir? I've heard tell his wife's retired to the country. Ah, I'm not privy to the particulars, but I understand Mrs. Hervey is not of the strongest constitution. Hmm. Lord Hill did not sound persuaded. Though not a great distance away, Hertfordshire, added the upright grenadier, as if in mitigation. Not good, Howard. Not at all good. I've seen too many men fall at their fences that way. Lord Hill's predilection for hunting metaphors was always a delight, and could save a good deal of awkwardness. Quite, sir. The snowy scene without seemed wholly now to absorb the chief of men, until suddenly he returned to his former line. I hear he sees much of Lady Catherine Greville. Lord John Howard was momentarily discomfited. That I really cannot say, my lord, he managed, but so perfectly pitched as to convey neither dismay nor dissent. Deuce's thing. I've seen too many men follow the wrong scent. The hunting metaphor continued to serve. An acknowledgement seemed all that was required. Sir? For the commander-in-chief had conveyed his meaning in the inexplicit terms of the chase, which might itself be thought analogy for the pursuit of military success, whether honours, wealth, or promotion, or indeed all three. There was no need of exactness. Both men understood perfectly. Though what Howard was supposed to do about it, or rather how, was quite another matter. That friend of his, the uh, half-caste. Fairbrother, General? Yes, Fairbrother. Most gentlemanlike fellow, most agreeable. That report of his, 
the instantaneous exploding of the mine, really most admirable. Clever fellow, the Rusian, to use what's he call it, an electric current to spark powder. Who'd have thought such a thing were possible? Evidently not our engineer, sir. Lord Hill frowned at him in mild disapproval. The ordinance intends granting Mr. Fairbrother a good sum for the intelligence, and for his continued discretion in the matter. Can't be too sure with fellows such as he. Not at all certain where their allegiance lies half and half, so they are. Though I do say I liked him a good deal. Be happy to see him exchange into the 53rd.'